Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Triple D Down and Dirty Derm. These episodes are meant to be quick, 10 minutes or less, just going over briefly um, topics that you can kind of digest in in small uh, chunks. So today I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is video otoscopy and why you should really be considering referring cases if you can. I know even some general practitioners will have video otoscopy and the importance of that. It's one of my favorite things to do. It is just so much fun to, you kind of feel like you're playing a video game, but really just to visualize everything really big and be able to pick up on some of the small things we're gonna talk about today. So one of the most important things when we're talking about video otoscopy is just that, the ability to visualize the ear canal uh, in a really big way on a big TV screen. So I explain it to owners that it's similar to something like colonoscopy or something that they can relate to. The idea is with our handheld cones, which I use all day long and they're great, but the visualization is very small. Whereas videotoscopy allows us to magnify and blow up that image so we can pick up on really small things. An example of that is a cat I actually recently had a couple weeks ago that came to see me and had a history of ear issues that were getting pretty bad. If you actually just look down the ear canal with a handheld scope, it almost appeared like the tympanic membrane was intact and there was just a lot of debris down there. But we went down with the videotoscopy unit and by blowing up that image and magnifying it, what we found was there was actually a very small tear that would be very difficult to see, especially in a wake patient through a handheld unit. Um, on a portion of the tympanic membrane. So until we actually got down there with the videotoscopy unit and were able to flush uh, sterile saline down there and actually see that small tear move and some bubbles come out of it, it would have been very difficult to know that that cat truly had otitis media and to be able to get a sample of that and most importantly, really flush that out. So allowing that visualization in some of these really difficult cases can be really important. Another big thing is mass removal. So one of the most common reasons that we get sent cases for videotoscopy is a mass is identified or there's a history of a unilateral otitis and the concern is there could be a mass that we're not able to see with a handheld scope. And so we can actually take the video otoscopy unit and go search for a mass, or if there is a mass, we can attempt to go in and remove it for histopathology. Now, what I tell owners is taking a mass out through a videotoscopy unit, I can always get a piece in order to send it in for a histopath and find out exactly what it is. And my hope is by being able to pull back on that mass and retract it, we're actually able to remove it and solve the problem. 
But as you can imagine, whenever you're just pulling on something, it depends on how friable that mass is, um, how tough is it just to actually pull on it? Does it tear into a million pieces? So I do forewarn owners, there is a possibility that we won't be able to remove it all or it could grow back, but at least we'll know what we're dealing with. And most of the surgeons I talk to often recommend doing video otoscopy and at least trying to remove it through retraction first before sending to surgery, just to kind of allow that animal to not have the easy, um, well, I don't know if I'd say easy, but the not as invasive way and usually not as expensive way for removal first. So I usually recommend they do it, but I do set up their expectations that there could be the possibility it grows back just because client communication is really important to me. One of the other things when we talk about using the video otoscopy is the ability, if we go back to the tear in the tympanic membrane um, and the concern for otitis media, otitis media is something that really has to be treated with systemic medication. And that is definitely an, a situation where you want to make sure you can get a culture of that middle ear to guide what systemic antimicrobial you're going to use. So we'll take the video otoscopy to either, if we have to perform myringotomy because we know there's no otitis media from CT scan, we will, or if there's a tear in that uh, eardrum, then we'll go through the tear. And essentially we're going into that middle ear. We'll sample either by putting some sterile saline down there or sucking back through that red rubber catheter. And then we actually culture that middle ear fluid. That can be different than the external ear canal. So if we have an otitis media, we want to actually get a sample from the middle ear and not assume whatever is in the external ear canal matches what's in the middle ear canal because we are the middle ear because we know through research and studies that those often don't match and you don't want to guide your systemic uh, medications for the middle ear infection based on the external ear. You really want to get a true sample. So video otoscopy allows us to do things like myringotomy or allows us to do things like actually sample from the middle ear. It also allows us to flush that ear out, which can be really important to remove all that debris since it can be difficult and virtually impossible for owners to be flushing that themselves even when they're doing a normal flush. So we want to flush that out really well for them, know that we're putting them on the right medication. Even if the big problem is the external ear, the other area that video autoscopy can be helpful is just really good deep ear flushes. So things like pseudomonas where we know something like a really thick slimy biofilm can actually inhibit our medications or topical medications from working. There's lots of support out there that organisms can be protected by a biofilm. So we want to disrupt that by doing a really, really, really deep, good ear flush where we can visualize it with video otoscopy. So if you have those patients that have just really chronic ear issues and all of a sudden they have a nasty, slimy, purulent, debris-filled ear, I'd highly recommend thinking about something like video otoscopy for that deep ear flush so that we can help get that patient through that ear infection and hopefully break that cycle. When we do video otoscopy, we do have them under general anesthesia because oftentimes we are dealing with either ruptured tympanic membranes or we're going to do something like myringotomy or we don't know. And if we're going to be using something like a lot of flush, we have to protect that airway because if the tympanic membrane is not intact, then there is risk of fluid traveling from the bulla 
through the eustachian tube and then they could actually aspirate. So that's why we'll have them under general anesthesia for that procedure. Finally, I just want to touch on the ability to use um, what I think are super cool, but just different tools down the video otoscopy unit because we do have that enhanced visualization. So we can use things like hemostats. There's things like cleaning brushes that can be helpful. One of my favorite things is something called a polypectomy snare. It's, it's virtually a lasso that we can put down. And if we have a really good polyp um, or a mass that isn't super friable, we can actually take that snare and lasso it around, pull it tight, and often get the mass out in, in one big chunk. Um, a successful snare is makes my day. It's just one of my favorite things to do. Um, and these are tools that we couldn't use without the visualization of the video otoscopy. So there's kind of your down and dirty on video otoscopy and some of the benefits from that. Uh, like I said, I hope you consider it this in some of your ear cases, whether it's a you know, a, just a difficult case and we need to visualize if something else is going on. We found foreign bodies. We have found, you know, masses we had no idea were there, evidence of a bulging eardrum that was hard to see. Um, if you do have those really nasty pseudomonas ears or any of those just thick, really infected ears, getting a deep flush can be super helpful. Um, so consider it, whether you have referral or not, if there's the ability for you to do videotoscopy, I really highly getting uh, your cases into it. It can just make a world of a difference and you will make your local dermatologist, if you have one, very happy because, because for a lot of us, it's one of our favorite things to do.